You're listening to the Toolstation Western League podcast with Ian Knockholds and Tom Hiscott. Welcome to another episode of the Toolstation Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockholds. It's episode eight and we are looking back at the fixtures that took place in the Toolstation Western League Premier Divisions and First Division on Saturday the 4th of February. Joining me as always is Tom Hiscock, journalist with the non-league paper. Tom, welcome. How are you? Thank you very much. Yeah, not doing too badly, thank you. Yourself? Uh, yeah, very good, very good. I had another trip to Oakfields Stadium yesterday to uh, to watch Melksham against Brislington, but I'm sure we'll be hearing more about that later on in the podcast. We've got a couple of interviews to bring you as well. Of course, if you're a Bradford Town fan or a Radstock Town fan, then definitely worth listening to uh, this week's episode. If you're a fan of any of the other sides in the uh, Tool Station Western League, of course, it's always worth listening to the podcast because we've got something for everybody we've got something for everybody um no cup action to talk about today tom well so we'll start by turning our attention to the premier division and an old friend at the top of the fixture list it's bristol manor farm they were at home to shepton mallet yeah back to winning ways after last week's cup disappointments uh with a, with a bang a nice 6-1 win at home to to shepton mallet dean stamp in very good form he scored a hat-trick and there were also goals for Jordan Letters, Troy Simpson, and the first goal of the game came from Aaron Robbins. Uh, quite a quite a strong crowd there in Bristol, and they've they're back, back back to back to winning ways, as we say. Yeah, yeah, I know that other members of the Western League Premier Division were hoping that uh, the uh, the Vars form might be something of a distraction from Bristol Manor Farm. Of course, they're out that competition now, and as you say, back to winning ways and emphatic style. So, a statement of intent for those people who thought there might be a wobble. Um, yeah, all guns blazing. Yeah, very much so. Um, now then, uh, Cadbury Heath uh, entertained Bradford Town. An impressive away win for, for Bradford Town, 4-2. And uh, they built an early lead through Karim Rendell and Kane Simpson before uh, back on level terms, Cadbury Heath, thanks to uh, Aaron Ford and Max Huxley scoring twice in the space of three first-half minutes. Um, but it was Bradford who pushed on in the second half and managed to get all three points, thanks to Martin Lenahan and then Rendell's second goal of the afternoon. And for this week's podcast, I was delighted to be joined by Danny Greaves on the line, the manager of Bradford Town, who spent the game with Cadbury Heath between the sticks, no less. And I started the interview by asking Danny for his reflections on another impressive win for Bradford Town. From my perspective, standing standing behind it and 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 seeing it all from obviously playing in goal, um, it was a it was a brilliant performance from the boys. Um, the pitch was obviously very difficult due to the due to the weather that we've had recently, um, but some of the football we played was. Were, was outstanding um, scored four great goals and although we let in a couple um, I think we, we, we were in control of the game and um, I think given our given our recent results where where we've, we've lost uh, probably three in the last four with 90 minute 90 minute goals uh, going against us to see us drop some points and exit the Vaz um, we showed good character on Saturday because like I said we opened up the game really really well went two, two goals up and a couple of lapses in concentration let them get back in it to 2-2 at half time um, but good character from the lads and we set it up again second half and scored a further two goals so um, a very very pleasing performance and a, a pleasing three points because Cabri Heath away is, is not an easy place to go so uh, 
yeah, very pleased. It had been a, a difficult January, as you as you'd alluded to, but your your form in the league has been good. You're, you're you know you're still you're still riding high in, in the table. It's only been a couple of spells this season um, which have seen you um, um, drop points. So, um, in terms of the in terms of this season's um, Premier Division, where, where where are your expectations on where you can finish? Um, the expectations at the start of the season was to try and match. Um, if not better, what the club has done in in previous years. So I think the last two seasons in the in the Premier Division, since they got promoted, they finished eighth. Um, the club's finished eighth, and and um, we just wanted to try and match that or better, given the circumstances. Obviously, um, Paul Shanley, the manager there previously, um, left in the summer. Um, myself and my assistant Aaron Wilson took over, and it was a it was a complete rebuild. Um, I think there's only four or five players left from last season, so we we had to be realistic about um, what we could try and try to could try to achieve. We've we've managed to put together a decent bunch of boys, and I think where we're sat at the moment, which is fifth in the league, I think we're we're kind of exceeding our expectations at the moment. So um, we're we're really pleased with the with the first half of the season, and hopefully we can keep that going in the second half. You, you certainly have got a, a decent bunch of boys there. I mean, I've um, I, in a former life uh, commentating on Welton Rovers and Radstock Town. Um, there's a fair few fl- um, names there that that, that, that um, jump off the uh, the website to me. You've um, not least um, Martin Lenehan. He was in um, goal scoring action for you, I think, at the at the weekend. And I noticed that another player who's very familiar to me and uh, Welton Rovers fans will be Dan Cottle, and he's been in very good form for you as well recently, isn't he? Yeah, he has. I'm, I'm a, and um, I was assistant manager at, at Manor Farm last last season, and, and Dan came over to Manor Farm for a spell, um, as did as did Martin Lenehan. So I knew both of those those two guys from from that. And um, yeah, Dan Dan's been Dan's been very very good for us this year. Um, he's he's a good player. He's got lots of ability, um, and he stepped up and scored a few goals this year, um, as well as creating creating quite a few as well. So. Um, yeah, he's he's had a very good season so far, um, and Martin Lenehan again. It's he's another one who I've who I've known from previous seasons, and um, although I think he's he's played a lot of his football in uh, Division One, and we've given him the opportunity this year to step up, and he had to be patient at the start, um, but he's now um, almost a regular in the in the team at the moment, and he's he's playing extremely well and scoring goals and, and, and setting goals up and he's he's a, he's a great lad a great lad to have around the dressing room he's uh, he's a hundred percent so he works hard and he's got he's got bags of ability as well and yeah, he's he's done very very well for us as well we've actually we've actually got a few more a few more of the, the Wel- Welton boys as well and I think a few people raised eyebrows at the start of the season obviously Welton Welton being relegated and, and we took um Dan Cottle, Anthony Conorati, Chris Peck, and Rich Chandler. So four players from from the Welton side that went down, and um, it just goes to show it, that they're, they're good lads with with plenty of ability. And we've added those to the rest of the squad, and um, it, we've gone on and done well. So. You're going well in this division. You've come from a, a side, um, Bristol Manor Farm, which have lofty ambitions. What are your ambitions for uh, for Bradford Town? Well, I'm um, I'm I'm ambitious myself, and so is my, so so is my assistant Aaron Wilson. We we sat down in the in the summer, and obviously had the opportunity to take this job on, which was which was going to be a tough job after, um, as I mentioned previously, Paul Shannon leaving and and a complete rebuild. But um, I've certainly got ambitions of, of trying to trying to manage in the in the Southern League um, as soon as I possibly can, and and I want to do that with Bradford. Um, 
It's a, it a really good club. There's some great people behind the scenes. The chairman, uh, and the vice chairman, and, and the committee are all really ambitious and want to try and push on. There are there's there's some talks, or there were talks going on in the summer, and they're continuing about um, a potential new ground in the area, which would would see us bring the whole youth set up together under one roof, which would be which would be excellent. Um, and we're also having conversations around how we can develop the existing grains, um, depending on the on the timescales on any potential new grains, to ensure that we get the suitable grading to try and push on. So it's a really good club to be at. Like I said, everyone's pushed in the right direction, and, and everyone wants to try and try and get to suddenly suddenly football. Um, and if you if you look at how we've done this year, uh, and we've only lost five games, and and four of those have been against top six sides. So we certainly know where we need to focus for next year, um, and if we could pick up a few, a few more points against those top six sides, we 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 wouldn't be far away from those those top positions. Hopefully, we can learn learn from this year and and try and progress again next year and and get a little bit closer. Well, exciting times both on and off the pitch then at Bradford Town, um, but. Um, uh... Next week, you've got to focus your attention on uh, on chipping Sudbury. It's another uh, away trip. Um, how, how? What are your thoughts going into that game? I'm expecting a really, really difficult game. To be honest, we um, we played them um, earlier on in the season at, at our place, and it was uh, we came out on top. But it was it was a very, very tough game, and um, they're on a they're on a little bit of uh, a little bit of form recently as well. I think they won um, on the weekend against Cribs we actually lost to um, last weekend so um, they're certainly a good side they like to play good football and I know they're they're an ambitious club as well who were, who were trying to progress after getting promoted last season and um, they got some good players um, I know their assistant manager Gary Powell very well and uh, I know they'll be well drilled and well organised so it'll certainly be a tough game but one I'm confident that if we if we play to our ability like we have done most of the season then um, we should be able to take the three points and, and keep our Try and try and get on another run again, like we did earlier on in the season. And one final question: Did your goalkeeper's performance on Saturday against Cadbury Heath do enough in the eyes of the manager to make him pick himself again for chipping Sodbury? Well, I, I think we're in a, lux, a luxury position. We've we've got probably the two best goalkeepers in the league, and uh, <laughs> I jest uh, with, with myself in, uh, and and Jamie. No, um, Jamie would Jamie would certainly be coming back in the side and. I'll be doing everything I can if I have to. If I have to go right now and drag him out of his sick bed. Uh, I'll, I'll do that because he's he's a top goalkeeper and we need him in the need him in the side. Oh, Danny, thank you very much for your time today. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Um, you're doing great things at, at Bradford Town. It's certainly an exciting time to be a Bradford fan, and um, look forward to catching up with you and keeping an eye on your results between now and the end of the season. Brilliant. Thank you very much, and thanks for having me on. My thanks there to Danny Greaves, the Bradford Town manager. Uh, staying in the Premier Division and uh, Clevedon Town were at home to Willand Rovers. And a uh, result from the hand stadium which went with the form card really. Willand uh, up, in, up in top six and they claimed a 2-0 win away from home uh, with two second half goals this time from Brett Warby and Jason Kennard. Uh, Clevedon probably looking over their shoulders a bit towards the teams below them and their defence has not been strongest of recent times so um, a disappointing afternoon again for them Cribs entertained Chipping Sodbury Town uh, another away win uh, at the Lawns where Chipping Sodbury uh, won 1-0 uh, the game was sort of headed towards a stalemate with 15 minutes to go before George Box popped up with what turned out to be a winner but there was more like drama with uh, Tim Griffiths in the Chipping Sodbury Town uh, net saving a penalty in, in stoppage time and they moved up to ninth. <laughs> 
and Hallen, uh, at home mm. to Longwell Green Sports. It has to be their performance of the season. Just a third league win, and it came with a, a whopping 4-1 win. Um, quite incredible, really. Uh, Tom Collett scoring twice for Hallen, uh, and then also Ryan Gardner own goal, and uh, Aaron Anglin striking late on to make it four after uh, Matt Allen had uh, reduced the arrears for Longwell Green Sports, who probably wouldn't have seen this coming, but Hallen now very much back in the race and have given themselves a chance of, of staving off that relegation. Good news for Hallen fans there. And uh, another four-line st- uh, scoreline at Melksham Town's new stadium. The visitors uh, this time were Brislington and um, another impressive crowd for Melksham. 326 saw this one. Yeah, another home win and they keep that good form at the Oakfield Stadium going. Uh, 4-1 this time with Ben Thompson scoring uh, a 13th minute free kick to give them the half-time lead uh, before Gary Higdon scored a quick-fire double with his head. Uh, and then Sam Jordan made it 4 late on before Twain Plummer scored a consolation goal for, for Brislington who are, who are in the bottom half and probably didn't expect to get much. And uh, another good win for Melksham. Yeah, the um, uh, it was a it was a it was a good game. I caught the second half myself, and um, I, I think that Melksham fans were a bit concerned that the the, the, the home side would m- take time to settle uh, at Oakfields, um, and that it would be a bit of a you know a bit of a sort of a cup final for anybody who came there. Well, I mean they have settled. Uh, certainly, it looks like they've settled in the last two league games. I've seen them, uh, and they they played some really impressive stuff in the second mm-hmm. half yesterday. They looked every bit the title um, contenders and um, I mean I suppose the only the only thing is that they've still got quite a distance um, um, to catch Bristol Manor Farm but uh, of course they've got Bristol Manor Farm coming to the ground for a, for a league game at the beginning of March and that's really I mean that's really going to be a six pointer if ever there was one. Yeah and a couple of games in hand as well so I wouldn't be rolling it out this early in the season. Street um, they were at home to Odd Down. Yeah another of our form team Street in between Melksham and Bristol Manor Farm in the league and they um, another team that won a comfortable home win uh, this time 3-0 over Oddown uh, Steve Murray providing the assists for David O'Hare and Dale Hunt before then uh, putting the uh, before putting the icing on the cake in the, the final moments with a lob in injury time to make it 3-0 and uh, he continues his excellent season for straight and finally Well City were at home to Buckland Athletic and Buckland they've kept their cup form going they did win last week they're through to the last eight where they will take on Bristol of Farms Conquerors at Bromsgrove I believe in the in the final eight but they've not let their cup action uh, take away from their, their league form and they picked up a commendable 2-0 away win uh, with goals from Gavin Hammond and Charlie Johansson either side of half time OK and a, a couple of games that didn't manage to beat the weather yesterday Bridport at home to Sherbourne Town that was postponed and also Gillingham Town at home to Bitten that one also didn't beat the weather now we'll move into the first division and we start with Ashton and Backwell at home to Almondsbury Uwe yeah and Ashton continue their rise up the league uh, following a 2-0 win over the basement club at Almondsbury uh, both, both Ashton goals came in the first half from Sam Skidmore and George Saunders uh, and then jo- sorry, January's recipient of the uh, Western League Safe Hands Award uh, Lewis Coombs in the Ashton net saved a penalty um, in the second half so a good win for Ashton and uh, Chippenham Park were at home to um, promotion chasing Canesham Town yeah and Canesham suffered their second shot loss in the space of a week uh, stuck, stuck in second place at the moment uh, a 2-1 defeat at Chippenham Park who have uh, moved up to 17th following their win 
but Matthew Brown had given Kenshin the lead, but they couldn't hold on, and the home side came back uh, to claim the surprise result with uh, two goals in the space of three minutes from Aaron Legister and then Mark Nolan. Plenty of goals at Devizes Town, where the home side entertained Oldland Abertonians. Yeah, six-goal thriller, uh, where they uh, share the points in the end. Uh, Devizes were, were two up quite early on, uh, before having a man sent off, and, and Oldland took advantage to come back to all with... Uh, Owen McCallum and Ryan Dunn uh, equalising. Uh, Devizes then managed to actually retake the lead through through um, Jamie Walters, who'd also scored in the first half. But Oldland uh, came back once more with Connor Davis netting a late equaliser uh, eight minutes from time. And like I say, they shared a point. Portis Head enjoyed another high-scoring encounter with um, Chard Town. Portishead fired their way into a three-goal lead, which they just about managed to hang on to in, the, in a 3-2 win. Uh, goals from Ali Trevath, Ollie Trevath, I'm sorry, Callum Townsend and Luke Mortimer, and uh, they're now up to eight and uh, overtake Chard following the win. And uh, Radstock Town, the Miners, in the highest-scoring game in the Western League, uh, uh, they uh, they entertained Wincanton Wync- Town at Southfield's Recreation Ground. Yeah, Wincanton, who enjoyed a, a 5 0 win of their own last week, were rather put to the sword this week. A 6 2 defeat at, at the hands of Radstock, uh, with Sam Gregory scoring a hat trick for the home side. Uh, they're now up to fifth in the table, and uh, they also had goals from Simon Millard, James Rustle, and uh, Morgan Skip in the comfortable win. Morgan Skip coming from the, uh, the club's under-18s, a side that I had the pleasure of commentating on earlier this season when they had an impressive run in the FA uh, Youth Cup. And um, I took the opportunity of that thumping victory for Redstock to have a chat with Shane Smith, the Miners' manager, and ask for his reflections on how the club are getting on this season. I started off by talking about that impressive youth team. It is, it is Ian. We, we've, um, we've watched Morgan like yourself now for uh, just over you know a, a season he's had uh, he started with the reserves um, progressed into our reserves this season and you could see that he was um, coming on nicely and, and we had um, some unfortunate injuries um, so some may say our hand was forced a little bit but he's come in and since he's played our last three games he has been absolutely outstanding and he's by no means alone, is he? Because, I mean, the success of that um, uh, under-18 side that I saw this season um, reached the first round proper of the FA Youth Cup, which was no mean feat at all. Um, there's, right. been, there's been other, other players from that squad that have also been able to um, play a role this season in your first team. Yes, yeah, so Jack Scribbins, obviously he's um, a, a, another a local lad, and um, his dad Ken has always been a, a prominent goalkeeper. Um, Jack uh, um, has played for us um, uh, the last three or four games himself, due to our, our goal our goalkeeper Dan Nolan um, unfortunately br- uh, breaking a metatarsal in his foot. So he's been very good, very consistent, um, very athletic young lad, um, and what an- another one that's going to be uh, an exceptionally good player. Uh, you've had your ups and downs in recent seasons, but certainly the success of the under-18s under Ian Lanning and, the, uh, uh, and, and, and a great campaign this season so far, you must be very pleased. We, we are pleased with the, with the club, the situation with the club. And we feel that we have some very good players at the club, um, more probably so in the last year. Um, 
than we've had for some considerable time. Um, we're labelled probably the best footballing club um, in the Western League um, by other managers and officials from the Western League and referees. So our main focus is to develop the players, uh, to try and get as many um, players coming through with the crop of players that we've got. Um, already playing uh, in in the first team, Ian, and, and hopefully then um, you know we will be able to um, progress and you know move forward um, with development of the the, the younger um, the younger players with the experienced players we already have. Well, Shane, um, one of, to label yourselves one of the best footballing teams in the Western League is, is no mean boast. I, I've had the pleasure mm. of watching you, um, not just um, in, in recent years, but um, um, going back some time. And, and I can say that the standard of football you play is, is, very, is very good indeed. If there was ever a problem um, at Radstock, it was consistency and it was what you do in these winter months when you came up against um, very physical opposition on, um, you know, on difficult pitches. However, that's Seems, you seem to have overcome that more so this uh, this season, and that perhaps we, the scoreline on Saturday would suggest um, that you, you know, that would be evidence for that. We have, we I think bringing bringing one or two uh, more experienced players uh, to the club um, has um, managed to be able to help us. We am working solidly at training on um, those type of areas whereby we're maybe not as strong as perhaps we are regarding the footballing uh, factors. But we've worked very hard on that training twice a week. Um, and the players now are, have, have um, shown that they can deal with all types of, of, of situations with regarding the physical side of the game as well as the footballing side of the so 6-2 on Saturday at Southfields against Wincanton Town. Very strong scoreline. Can you talk us uh, talk us through the game from your perspective? Yes, well, we well, we started like, like we, we have been in the last... It was like we were, when we were away at um, Bishop We dominate the ball, um, dominate our, with, our, with our passing and our fluency with the way, way we play. Um, and it calls Wincanton, like has all, many other teams, lots of problems. And um, we were before we know we were, we were a goal a goal up, uh, and then we were two up, um, and obviously by half time we were we were three goals um, to to the good, um, and it really the game possibly could have been over at half time. We could have went in four nil just right on the stroke of half time. Um, so yes, very positive first half, um, and um, the pitch. From the work that Simon uh, had put in um, prior to the game, it plays very well, uh, and we were surprised with how well we were able to pass the ball with how much rain we had last week. So six two it finished, um, and uh, this Saturday coming, you're at home again. Um, another test for for Simon and the ground staff, but uh, you're at home yes. again to Westbury. Yes, Westbury always give us a tough game. Um, you know, they they're a side that um, are, are sort of a, a mid-table side. They 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 are one of the more physical teams again in the league, which is something we we you know we we're, we have to deal with. Um, so that side of it um, is always going to be uh, difficult, but we try to play our football. And at this present time, the football is uh, is winning, which um, this season not always been the case because 
I have felt that um, from a refereeing perspective um, that probably as uh, as players and as a club will not get enough protection here uh, from uh, from the referees which does become frustrating for, for some of our players at Radstock. Well, you're sitting pretty at the moment. You're sitting in fifth, um, and there is a bit of a gap between yourselves and, and Hengrove above you. What, what were your what, what are your expectations um, now for, a, um, for between now and the end of this uh, season? Well, as a club perspective, they they, they came to myself and um, and Steve Locke uh, at the at the start of the campaign and asked us to to get them back in in the FA Cup um, spots. Um, myself and Steve, you know, and the players that we have, you know, that that would be something that we would like to do, and that would be a, a sort of a, a benchmark for us this year to get in an FA Cup um, position, which is a top five position. Um, and then we would look to go forward. Uh, you know, lots of points to play for, lots of ups and downs. We think between now and, and the end of the season, consistency would be the main. The main forte for for the team, which they they they're finding now, they're finding consistency, knowing how to play uh, in all conditions. Um, so yeah, very positive, very positive. Well, your positivity is coming through in this interview, Shane. You're going well this season. Sounds like you've got um, uh, one. Well. Certainly, one eye on next season, perhaps, because a strong finish to this campaign, you could um, you could be mounting a promotion push um, next time yes. round. I think with um, Simon uh, Wilkinson and, and Dave pushing us all the way, I think their expectations will be for us to try and gain um, promotion again and get back into um, that that Premier Division, where Radstock always will be for such a long time, as you know, Ian. Radstock certainly a good place to go and watch your football. Um, I think that's um, um, that's come through uh, in what we've discussed today. Hopefully, will be um, there'll be a few more um, we can put on the gate up at Southfield. I know that the club would appreciate that if, uh, but, but by the sounds of it well you'll certainly if this season's anything to go by you'll certainly see plenty of goals and you'll certainly see some, some very good football and that's um, a great deal of credit to yourself Shane and, uh, and uh, the, you. other, the other management team of the players I, I would also like to take this opportunity to um, you've mentioned a couple of times in the interview Simon Wilkinson Simon's a man I've known for nearly 10 years now from um, my time yes. broadcasting in Western League football and um, we, we find stories about great volunteers all over the Western League Every club has got a good club man, um, and yes. uh, we haven't got enough time to pay tribute to all of them. But because of my experience, because of my knowledge, Simon, I think now I'd like to take um, this opportunity to um, to really praise Simon and Dave, of course. But Simon, in particular, for all the work that he does around the club, as I say, there are examples of this across the Western League. So maybe Simon is a personification of those volunteers who put so much into Western League football. But uh, a nicer man you couldn't possibly meet, and a more committed man, and a man who certainly deserves success, and that's the success you're bringing on the pitch so well done Shane keep up the good work thanks very much Ian and I, and I, I echo those um, uh, th those comments as well because when Radstock were on their bad times Simon um, put a lot of effort to keep the club going so you're, you're right they probably wouldn't be there now if, if uh, Simon and Dave didn't put their own money into the club um, and their own time and efforts to make sure that Radstock kept going 
was a couple of years ago. They they were, uh, you know, struggling um, just to keep keep existing really in the Western League. They've done very well. Yeah, one thing that we we would like to just um, uh, bring to you, the attention of, of everyone is that um, refereeing. If there's an, an incident with um, a, a referee uh, in Manchester whereby um, he was assaulted, and as a football club, I know um, Simon would like to me to to bring this up that we would you know never uh, would like to see any physical violence ever against any referees. Um, I know the respect has to come both ways to players and um, and referees, but it's something that we, we feel strongly about that we won't ever want to see referees um, physically uh, assaulted or any violence towards them. So it's something that, as a club, we, we feel quite strongly about. Well, I'm really pleased that you've you've raised that issue, Shane. It's an important one, and it's one that affects all of football because we all enjoy watching football on a Saturday afternoon and, of course, in the midweek, in the evening, but we couldn't do it without the people in the officials, men and women, and uh, they Correct. play a very important role in our game and, and deserve respect, even if we don't always agree with their decisions, but we don't always agree with everything. And, uh, That's right. And anybody does, I'm sure, as manager, you get a fair amount of stick particularly knowing the characters in your clubhouse um, but um, but yeah absolutely the match officials they do a, they do the best job that they can and we should support yeah. them as much as we can and my thanks there to Radstock's manager Shane Smith now moving on to the second highest gate in the Western League certainly the highest gate in the first division it was at home to uh, Warminster Town played Welton Rovers indeed and Warminster grabbed a point uh against Wilton in a one-all draw. Uh, Malik Jamay had opened the scoring for the visitors, um, but Mark Robinson scored a late equaliser for Warminster, who was sitting mid-table and probably worth not as in much need of points as Wilton, who, who dropped to 19th, unfortunately, following the draw. And finally, uh, in the first division, Westbury United, they were at home to Bishop Sutton. Yeah, poor game by all accounts. Uh, decided quite late on from penalty from Joe Walters, and it's Bishop Sutton who claimed the away win. Uh, good for them, and uh, they moved towards safety a little bit more with teams below them having dropped points. Uh, good afternoon for Bishop Sutton, less so for Westbury, who continue their slide down the table. And again, a few games in the first division that didn't manage to beat the weather. We start with Hengrove Athletic against Bishops Lydiard. That was postponed. Malmesbury Victoria to, uh, at home to Roman Glass St George. That was postponed. And finally, Wellington. Of course, the league leaders, their match at home to High Flying Cheddar. That was also, um, sadly, didn't um, beat the weather. Um, but um, if we have a quick look at the uh, the league tables now, we've got Bristol Manor Farm, played 26, 69 points. Um, still sitting pretty on top of the Premier Division Street. Uh, second, tw played the same number of games as um, BMF, 26 games, 61 points. Melksham, two games in hand over the top two, 24 games, 58 points. Then Buckland Athletic, same games played as Melksham, uh, one point less on 57. And then there's um, an eight-point um, uh, gap between um, Buckland and uh, Bradford Town. And uh, as uh, as we commented on uh, earlier in the podcast, Hallen, who are on something of a resurgent form, they're still at the bottom of the Premier Division, but now they're only one point adrift of Sherbourne Town and three points adrift of uh, Bitten. Both of those sides have played have played less games, um, so uh, Hallen have still got plenty of work to do, but um, they've given themselves a fighting chance. In the First Division, Wellington still sitting on top of the First Division, um, 29 played, 64 points. Canesham, 31 
played uh, 62 points, falling away a little bit. Uh, Cheddar, 29 games, 61 points, and uh, and then there's uh, then there's a six point gap between Cheddar and Hengrove, uh, uh, who have uh, who've got 55 points after 28 games. So another exciting week in the Tool Station uh, Western League. Tom, um, has your has your uh, has your column gone into the uh, non-league paper this week? There it is, uh, place, yeah, uh, page 38 in the uh, Step 5 section of the uh, non-league paper. Excellent stuff. And, of course, you also produce the bulletin that goes out um, from the Western League as well. That's accessible on the website as well, isn't it? I believe so, yeah. One of the tabs along the top that was fired off this morning. So, so that should be up on the, uh, on the website quite soon. Excellent, Tom. As always, thank you very much for your time and your help today. It was another cracking um, week of football in the Toolstation Western League and we look forward to another one next weekend. <laughs> 